0: Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm gonna make him an awful kind with you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Don't you understand, George? It's because you were not born. In film church. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. I had a dream about you last night. Oh, I just hello. remembered. Yeah, we were sitting in a movie theater watching. Of course, we were. Yeah, (laughs) we're sitting at a movie theater watching, uh, about to watch Maestro.
1: Hello, and welcome to Film Church Radio, the podcast that treats cinema as a religion. It's Sunday, I'm Lewis.
0: And I'm Brandon.
1: And we are here to talk about movies. Each week, Brandon and I alternate picking a film for us both to watch and discuss, as it's the end of the year, end of 2023... Um, what we are doing today is we are going to go through our five top watches from this year, not necessarily released in this year, just a film that we've discovered um, as we've been on a year-long cinematic odyssey. Um, and our pro- and we'll probably go through some of our letterbox stats as well. We did that last year and that was quite fun. Um, so if we've got those handy, we'll do that at the end and pad it out a little bit. Um, and as always, stick around to the for the end of the show to hear what we'll be watching next week. Um or not. We'll we'll find out. Um and yeah, you can follow us on all social media channels at Film Church Radio, um, or on YouTube, or on Instagram, or on TikTok, we're on Twitter, or X, we're on Facebook, all those places. And you can also find our merch. Um, if you go to the link that is in the description, you'll be able to find it. Um thank you so much for being here. We want to know what your top 5 films are of this year as well um that you've watched. So send us a message on any of the socials. We'd love to interact with you. Um so yeah, I mean I think normally we do like an like an intro section but as we talk about films that we've watched this year probably won't do that. Um but do you just want to do alternate so you do one, I do one and then we go up to yeah. our top watch. Yeah. Sweet. <coughs> okay. Let's do it then, Brandon. Let's get straight into it. Um, what is the first
0: of your favorite watches from this year? Um, yeah, so these aren't in any particular order. I mean, obviously, it's the top five. Yes. But, uh, you know, two through five, I, I, I don't really have them in order of favorites. Yeah. But um, first one there is Oppenheimer. Nice. Nice. It is the only 2023 film on my favorite watch of the year. Mm,
1: I've got one on mine. Oh, I don't. I bumped it last minute. Oh, you did?
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. This year was hard. I don't know why it was so hard for me to decide. (laughs) I mean, I have, I had, I basically, I went through my letterbox. I picked out all the films that were that I rated five out of five. Yes, were that were my first time watching them this year. And then I also picked out all the ones that I rated four and a half out of five because a lot of my favorites were in there too. Yeah. But I decided to go with all the five out of fives this year. So Mm. yeah, Oppenheimer, it was between that and several other things. But just thinking about my experience in the cinema watching it and just what a magic trick it was to pull that movie off where it's yeah. so intense and it's all dialogue and yeah it's crazy yeah
1: and no special effects yeah or well there's special effects
0: but no like computer generated effects right yeah um yeah man such a great time watching that movie i hope it gets a bunch of awards people are talking about robert downey jr getting best supporting actor and yeah we'll see yeah, it would be good. I hope so. Because
1: I do think that, you know, he was he was very good in it. But I mean everybody was.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. Typical Nolan.
1: <laughs> typical
0: Nolan. <laughs> and Gary Oldman just popping up for like one minute. Yeah. Was pretty great. <laughs> I was watching an interview with him yesterday and mm. uh I really want to watch his show on Apple TV now, Slow Horses yeah yeah um i haven't seen it but
1: my dad got the book for christmas
0: oh yeah i have a feeling
1: we might be watching it in the house yeah
0: probably yeah (laughs) well uh text me if you do i'll let you know if i've started it yeah dude we'll do um yeah before i mean
1: the my top film in 2023 which isn't in my top five but i'm going to jump off it now um killers of the flower moon yeah I think the only reason that he didn't make a top five is maybe because we did an episode on it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because I was like, I don't know what more I can say, but I think looking back on the year, that was the movie that I was most hyped for and like enjoyed the most while I was in the cinema.
0: You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I definitely think it's the most important film of yes. the last, not even year, but last several years probably. Mm-hmm. It's one of those movies that will... Uh, live on for a long time, I think. Yeah. It would be correct. kind of a turning point and uh, hopefully be a turning point in history, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah.
1: Let's hope so. And I'm really... Well, I think the scuttlebutt is that Criterion will put out it as a disc at some point.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Um But I'm very much looking forward to that, hopefully next year.
0: If Criterion puts out a... An edition of Colors of the Flower Moon. Will that be the first Apple criterion? Oh, I think
1: they did the Velvet Underground documentary. Oh, uh, okay. And I think that was Apple. But I'll have to double check. But they've got, I know they've definitely got like a partnership with Netflix. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. They've got something they, with. Um, they did The Irishman also. They did, yeah. A
1: marriage story and stuff. I think they've got mm-hmm. something. I mean, they've set something up with Pixar as well. So they, they probably do. I mean, they've got most of Scorsese stuff on there. So yeah, I'd assume that that would be where we were heading with it. But hopefully, yeah, hopefully. Um, my number five, um, was from 1928. Is the only silent film on my list at all. I think. Um, and it's the crowd, um, directed by King Vidor, um, a film that. I gave four and a half when I watched it and I think it was more about the fact that I actually got to see it you know that kind of elevated above some of the other five star films that I watched um it was a film that has been on the like top films of all time list for the longest time that I've been looking up um and just it's never had like a good at you know home video release Mm. um and I couldn't find it online couldn't rent it from like any kind of streaming services you know not available anywhere really the only way that i've i've heard of people watching it was from tcm they showed it like once a year and never Uh had tcm when i was like looking for it um and i finally found it it was on like the national archive or something for the u.s oh they put like public domain films up and this was there so i finally got to watch it um it's such a realistic look at the american dream i can remember we talked about it and I watched it at a time when my wife and I had just relocated out of America. I was feeling a bit disillusioned with America as a whole. Yeah. They just like, it was the right film at the right time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it's it, yeah, it's really good. So I bumped it into my top five. A it's a silent film. I can't really go a whole year <laughs> without mentioning a silent right. film in my top five. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just a very good film. And one that, you know, hopefully should become more widely available in the future.
0: But, yeah, yeah,
1: same as you. Two through five, there's no order. They could interchange. Yeah. My number one is nailed on. Um, But, yeah, these are kind of all over the place. So, I'll say number five, but it could be number two. Yeah. Um, Moving on to our number fours. Or... Whatever number. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um mine is Metropolis. Yes. First time I watched it was this year. You can go we, we did an episode on it. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, I mean I had a whole experience with that movie this mm. year because it's one of those movies that you know I can't quite pinpoint when I first was aware of the movie, but I know yeah. I've been aware of it for probably over 20 years. Yeah. Because because the, po- the poster being so iconic. it's I think it's like one of the, to me, one of the most iconic silent movie posters. Um, yeah. F- but for, I mean, that's probably also because of growing up watching Star Wars. The cover just looks like C-3PO. Yeah. On the front you know, this golden robot. And, um, you know, so because of that, I've been aware of the film for a long time. And then the river Oaks theater here in Houston, um, put together a competition to, uh, because the film is in public domain, take a section of the film and turn it into your own film. Basically. Mm. Uh, well, make a short film based on the film and use, 10% 10% of yeah. your film has to have footage from the movie. And uh, so because of that, I was like, well, let's watch the movie for Film Church and then I'll decide if I want to enter this competition. <laughs> so we did yeah. that. And then I did enter the competition and got in and they showed my film along with several other short films before doing an outdoor screening of Metropolis. Yeah. yeah. So the, all of that, you know, obviously <clears throat> heightened my mm. experience of the movie. I mean, but, uh, you know, you can go back and listen to our episode on Metropolis before I even made my film and stuff. And I gave it five out of five. Like, it's yeah. a really, really great film. Probably the best silent film I've seen so far. Hmm. Um, you know, not to say that, that I mean, that probably sounds bar. like Metropolis
1: is so good. It's not yeah. like, you know, eh, other silent films are fine. This is just a little bit better. It's like this is potentially one of the greatest films ever made
0: yeah exactly yeah so yeah yeah. um and i do love silent other silent films too but it's uh man it's so good it's so good um so yeah
1: it's been like the film of your year in like a weird way
0: yeah kind of i would say
1: you know it's uh you'll always remember metropolis i bet when you look back on this year
0: yeah exactly yeah for sure
1: love it Love it. Um, My number four um, is a film from 2022 that I watched at the beginning of this year. Um, An English film called Aftersun. Um, Got a lot of hype when it was released. I didn't get like a huge release in America so I didn't see it in cinema. Um, Managed to catch it on um, streaming and then bought the Blu-ray when it was released. Um, Such a beautiful film. Like I have not been able to stop thinking about it since I saw it.
0: Um, yeah, I keep hearing things about it.
1: It's so good about a divorced dad, taking his young daughter on like a holiday. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know. It's so well handled because it deals with, um, themes of like, um, you know, growing up and like coming of age, but also like depression and anxiety and, you know, everything like that. Um, It's not too on the nose. There's quite a lot that's told very um, lyrically that I really liked um, and just, you know, just left me in a complete mess. Um, And it's just, it didn't feel engineered to do that. I think the moments where um, you could, I mean, it's just the whole way through. There's so much in there that could say, you know, that could just destroy you emotionally. Yeah. but it's there's still moments of like joy, and you know, um, happiness, and it's oh, it's just amazing. Yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah. sounds beautiful. A, a film I'll be watching a lot. I don't think my wife will want to watch it again. Um, yeah. Not that she she loved it, but it's very very emotional. Yeah. So, but so be forewarned. Yeah. Anybody who wants to. But that's my, I mean, it's it's a shame I didn't get it in before last year because it probably would have been my top film of the year. Um, but it's, yeah, it's so good. After sun. Nice.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I keep hearing things about it and seeing it on people's favorites of the year yeah. list. <clears throat> so. Yeah. I had like, you know, I, I put it on my watch list but then forgot about it. Yeah. So I got to get back to it.
1: And Paul Mescal, who plays the the... The male lead, I guess, is um blowing up right now. He's going to be in mm. Gladiator 2. He's got a film coming out called All of the Strangers that has got a lot of hype as well. Um So.
0: Nice. He's one to watch. Yeah. Sweet.
1: And he got nominated for the Oscar for this, I think.
0: Okay, cool. So, yeah. Well, did this come out... This came out last year.
1: So he was nominated alongside who won Best Actor Oscar last year. Uh, Oh, God. I can't remember. But he was nominated for Best Actor. Best Actor. everything, everywhere, Uh, all at once.
0: Yeah. Oh, right, right. That was this year, yeah.
1: But I'm trying to think who won Best Actor. It's awful. I've already forgotten.
0: It was not Will Smith.
1: It was not Will Smith. It um, was the year before. Let's have a look.
0: 2023. Oh, oh it was, was Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I was about of to course say. it was. Yeah. I almost said it right when you were saying it. <laughs> yeah. I had to Google it. I mean,
1: do you think anyone will ever remember the whale? I know this is a bit off topic, but I feel like it's already just like disappeared from the public consciousness.
0: Um, uh, I don't think it will. I mean, maybe it's disappeared from the public consciousness, but uh, Aronofsky, he's, he's got his yeah. own cult following. He Those does. people never yeah. forget. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like Mother, you know? Yes. That was yeah. like one, yeah. you know, and his, his first movie that he did, uh, I got him blanking, but the one with Jared Leto where he does all the drugs. Yeah. Um yes.
1: Uh you know. I think that maybe m- my memory of it has been tarnished due to the fact that Brendan Fraser was my least favorite thing about Killers of the Flower Moon.
0: Yeah. yeah. You can hear
1: me explain why on our episode on Killers yeah. of the Flower Moon. <laughs> yeah. Um
0: so number three. Number three. Heading through it. Mine is AI, Artificial Intelligence. Oh, dang. The Spielberg film yeah. that Kubrick had started and then yeah. Spielberg finished it. Um, yeah, just thinking about, uh, you know, well, just looking at my list, that one just sticks out because of, uh, I mean, it, the movie made me cry a lot, so yeah, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh Yeah, just it was a great it was a really great watch. I really loved the film. And and then we also had a really great conversation with Chance Smith, you know, yeah, on did. our episode and stuff and he didn't like the film, you know, obviously as much. Well, I I liked the film the most out of all three of us, but mm. um it's always great when someone doesn't have the same opinion as you on a film, especially during a conversation where we're discussing the film, because you really have to um, decide what you think, Mm -hmm. you know? And I was like, no, this is a great film. I love it. Yeah, Yeah. It's perfect. The (laughs) thing I keep thinking about is how Kubrick passed
1: it to Spielberg and said that he would do a better job at directing it because he's more, like, emotional. He can, mm-hmm. like, get the emotional beats more than Kubrick. And I yeah. think that's where it works the best.
0: For sure. Yeah. You
1: said it is very, yeah, it's very, very sad.
0: Yeah. And Haley Joel yeah.
1: Osman at its peak as well.
0: Yeah. Yes, for sure. Mm. I mean, he's also great in Tusk. He is great in Tusk. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah such a great movie like absolutely loved it can't believe it was the spielberg film that i had never seen yeah yeah I know. so good good old spielberger
1: um cool my number three is from 1973 um and it's the wicker man directed by robin hardy um, we watched this i mean i watched this at the same time as don't look now for the for the episode of, of the darnish horror month um, because they were released at the same time, I think they were like released as a double bill. So mm, it was like the Wicker yeah. Man first, then Don't Look Now. Um, and I thought the Wicker Man was better than Don't Look Now. And I know that Don't yeah. Look Now has got like a really large cult following, but the Wicker Man is so good at like alienating you as a viewer. Because mm. I can remember about half an hour in, I was like, Am I supposed to not know what's going on? In terms of like where this yeah. girl's gone, like there's been no clues. This island is weird as heck. Like there's nothing here that I'm supposed to know what's happening. But it's a film that really sticks the land in and gives you like a really good payoff. Yeah. Um and it's one I'm you know, it's probably gonna be added into my rotation now for for Octobery films, um, to watch around the season. Christopher Lee is suitably spooky. Yeah. You know, Edward Woodwood is the as a police officer is is great as well. Um and some incredible images from it. Um yeah, it's it's aces.
0: Heck yeah. Yeah, I'm I remember you giving it high praises. I still haven't watched it yet, but I will.
1: <laughs> it's really good. I mean and it's only I is it it's less than an hour and a half. I think it's like eighty five minutes or something like that. Yeah. So it just comes in, does its thing,
0: and then leaves. So perfect. Yes, that's what. Yeah, I'm just like. a. Well, I love a good well-crafted. <laughs> yeah. Film. You
1: know, exactly.
0: No fat on it.
1: No. Oh, we're getting to the business part of the episode. Um, into our top two, which
0: there's no, <laughs> no order, but
1: still. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. So next one for me is Passive Glory, the Kubrick oh, film. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so good, dude. It's, um, you know, a, a very, I feel like it's a very important film. It's a film that, it's not just a good movie. I feel like it's something that's important that everyone yeah. needs to see.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, we put it, I mean, it's really high up on our Kubrick ranking. I had to pull it up just to remind myself. I think yeah. we, I think it ended at number two.
0: Mm, yeah,
1: it did. It was our second favorite Kubrick film. Yeah, which is crazy. I did not think that was going to be how it ended.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's a. I think it's a deeply important film that people need to see. Mm. You know, because mm-hmm. it's still incredibly relevant. To our world today, yes, in terms of uh warfare and authority and law, and and doing all that stuff, yeah, yeah,
1: um, yeah, man, those Kubrick episodes were so much fun,
0: they were, yeah, they we had some really, really great ones because the good thing about Kubrick is all his
1: films have got merit, like even. Like Spartacus, which we didn't like very much, was still like really fun to watch. Yeah. You know. Ugh. Oh Kubrick.
0: Oh cubes. You
1: brilliant bastard. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, my number two is by another giant of cinema, um, Fellini, and it's Lestrada from nineteen fifty-four. Um watched it at the beginning of the year and kind of for, gone a little bit until I started going through and I was like oh my god I love that film um, it's about a young woman that's kind of sold to a circus strongman and um, you know is basically abused by him for the whole runtime. Um mm. but the um, Gilietta Messina um, who plays the girl is so expressive and brilliant in the film. There's sometimes where she's looks a bit chaplinesque in her facial maneuvers. Yeah. Um and I was just absolutely engrossed by the whole film. I think it's brilliant. Um and I think this this is definitely my second favorite. I said there was no order but I'd go and watch this again before the other 3 that I've talked about. Yeah. Um and I'm looking forward to watching some more Fellini hopefully next year.
0: Uh, but it's yeah, it's
1: really really really
0: good. Sweet. Yeah. I, I mean, you got that big Fellini box set, right? I I don't have the Fellini one. I've got the oh, okay. Bergman, but the oh. Fellini one. Oh, I do okay. have the Fellini one. Uh, that's what I was about to say. I was oh like, I'm God. pretty sure yeah. I've seen that on your shelf. <laughs> yeah.
1: I do have, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I do have a lot that I can go through <laughs> and watch. Is it, uh, is all that stuff still packed away? Um, it's in a, it's in the wardrobe behind me, actually. It's in this one. Oh, okay. And gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it's technically kind of. Packed away is not out, out, but it's accessible. Nice. For those of you that care about where my DVD, uh, Blu-rays are. uh Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. so. On a total unrelated note, I took loads of my old films into a, like a, a, they they call it, it's called CEX, and it's a shop that buys films from you, and then has like loads of pre-owned stuff in there. A bit like Movie Trading Company.
0: Yeah. So
1: I found loads of old films that I'd left when I moved. So I took them in to sell. And then they had some Criterion's in there, dead cheap. So I got four Criterion's for like the amount that I traded in for all these old DVDs.
0: Nice, yeah. So that was a good day. I like that there is a place that you can do that over there. <laughs> it,
1: yeah, it works really well. They give yeah. you like cash, or like they give you like double if you get store credit. Yeah, mm. yeah. So yeah. it's like store credit. Give me the store credit. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Heck yeah!
1: Awesome. But yeah, that's my number two.
0: Nice. Um, So, number one, right? Number one. Here we go. What is your
1: favorite film that you watched this year, Brandon?
0: Can you guess? It is a film that we Mm. did an episode on. That's the first clue. Oh
1: my gosh. Uh, Oh, no. You said that we only had one in 2023.
0: Trying to make this fun. Ooh, I don't <laughs> I mean, know. not that it's not fun. No, <laughs> yeah. it is fun. <laughs> I'm like, oh, gotta record this.
1: <laughs> oh dear, I don't. I I know that I'm gonna go past it and be like, obviously, because it's not from this year, is it? Sorcery?
0: No, it is. That's one of my
1: honorable mentions.
0: It is. Yeah, it, it is an honorable mention for me. But yeah, uh, it is earlier. Earlier earlier in the year Uh, let's see it is the first episode of 2023 that we did is it frailty yeah
1: wow okay cool
0: (laughs) I know it's like I remember when we did when we watched that movie when we did the episode I was like man I like the film really spoke to me in a lot of ways Yes, because it's about um, it's about religion. It's yes. about uh, I don't know. It's it's about you know children, it, it, like a, a child being being put with this moral choice of like, do I listen to my parent or do I do what I know is right. Mhm. Um it it just I think it perfectly illustrates um something important. I don't yeah. know, something that means a lot to me, I think. Um and uh and you know, on top of that, it's uh Bill Paxton directed yeah. it. He's yeah. from Texas. The movie takes place in, uh well, if, in a fictional town, but it was based on Tyler, Texas. Yeah, and you know, so that kind of heightens it for me as well. But, uh, yeah, and then like going through the whole year, there was so many good watches because we did all of Kubrick. We did <laughs> a whole season of Kubrick, which yeah. there was. I'd seen most of his films, but there was a few in there I hadn't seen, like Barry Lyndon. Yeah. Um, I gave five out of five and obviously Passive Glory is on my list, uh, top five watches of the year. Yeah. But then we had so many other good ones that we watched this year, I know. uh, out for film church, you know, yeah. uh, the yeah. other ones on my list are, uh, the Eternal Daughter, Evil Dead Rise, Purple Rose of Cairo, Bow is Afraid, Sorcerer, Three Women, all of those we did episodes on and all yeah. such good movies so good. Such, such good movies killers yeah. of the flower moon city lights deliverance spider-man across the spider-verse um and then and then some of the other ones that we didn't do episodes on that i really loved was victoria um i just watched whiplash a few days ago for the first time <laughs> yeah and was yeah, it's, an, it's an, an amazing movie. I yeah, mean, yeah. the first half of the movie, I was like, I hate all these people. I don't even <laughs> want to watch this movie. Uh, yeah. And then by the end of it, I was like, that was really good. Yeah, um, Renfield was yeah. really great. Um, but I'm a cheerleader. Guardians of Galaxy 3. Dead End Drive-In is an old film that is really, really good. Uh, the Living End is also really good. And Mad Max 2, I watched for the first time this year and my god Mad Max 2 is amazing but despite all these incredible incredible films I still ended up being like man Frailty was yeah freaking dope yeah so
1: that's what it takes yeah sometimes it just speaks to you on a certain level
0: and that's yeah exactly
1: Frailty was good though yeah it was very good
0: so uh, what's your number one
1: my number one is a film that I watched twice this year, um, which I don't normally do. You know, normally yeah. I kind of do such a big catalogue. But um, yeah, it's it, it's got the same qualities for me as like Vertigo in that it's very intoxicating and kind of like there's so much in there that not just the story, but there's the colours and the setting and the characters and stuff like that. Um, and it's Black Narcissus from 1947. Okay. Um, it's been added rather recently to my top four on Letterboxd um, after the second watch because I just I just love it so much. I mean, there's directed by Pre- uh, Powell and Pressburger, who I've been watching quite a lot of their stuff this year. But the settings are amazing. The acting's really good it deals with nuns questioning their own faith which as you know is my favorite genre. a film <laughs> when people question faith I'm like I'm in. Yeah. um but in such a, a a different way. um yeah. oh it's so good. every time it's one of those films where as soon as i finish it i just want to start it again.
0: yeah. sounds yeah. i mean it sounds like i would really like it too.
1: Yeah, I just know that it's like going to be one of my favorite films of all time now.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So it
1: could not be anything other. That's the only film I thought of when, you know, I started kind of putting the list together. Um, Some other films, I mean, you've said about what we've watched for Film Church. We've watched some great films for Film Church. Sorcerer is definitely up there as one of my favorites. I mean, um, what else did we go through? Deliverance was really, really good. Um, killers of the flower moon we talked about that's one of my honorable mentions um i'm just kind of going through now to have a look at some of the stuff. last action hero uh, it wasn't a first time watch i had seen it ages ago but i was just in it yeah you know spider-man um across the spider-verse is that the new is that the yeah that's one? the new one yes that was really really good um like you said evil dead rise you know all these really good films that we managed to watch uh, Barry Lyndon, I think, is one that I've thought about a lot, and I yeah. know that um, the lead actor um, passed away like earlier this month. Yeah, so maybe that had something to do with it. Um, but yeah, some more honourable mentions for 2023, as you said, Barbie was great, Oppenheimer was really good, Past Lives for me might be my second favourite the film of the year mm. behind Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, absolutely love that. Um, Grand Illusion. I didn't want Mm -hmm. to talk about it three weeks on the trot, so I've pumped it down to my honourable mentions, but um, one of my favourite watches of the year for sure. Um, The David Lean adaption of Oliver Twist Mm. is in there. Yeah, Um, Just had a really good feeling about it when I was watching it. Uh, I watched a lot of Barbara Stanwyck films, so Remember the Night with Fred McMurray um, is really good. The Lady Eve is also really good, Um, and Stella Dallas. It's great. Those three are like my favorite Barbara Stanwyck films. And then last night, you know, this is how quick it can kind of get in there. I watched a really, I thought it was going to be really cheesy and really Uh corny, but I really enjoyed it. Um, Called Night Has a Thousand Eyes. Edward G. Robinson, who's in Double Indemnity as Keys, the cigar's uh, Ah. jumping friend, um, is like, can tell the future. Um and like kind of tries to hide away from the world, but then has to come out to save someone's life. It's just really fun and silly, but like taken really seriously, you know, it's not like laughable. It's kind of, right. It's played really well. Um, And Edward G. Robinson is absolutely brilliant. I think he's great in most stuff. Um, So I really enjoyed that. Um, So that kind of made my honorable list, honorable mentions as well.
0: Sweet. Yeah.
1: There's a lot there. A lot of good good stuff. Yeah, you should everyone should watch films.
0: Do it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of uh last week's episode? Did About,
1: you listen to it? I did. Yeah, it was good. It worked well. Yeah, I yeah. think
0: your idea
1: of like doing a secret santa but with films that you would want people to buy is a good idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, uh, it was Phenomenal funny cuz literally last night I was like Man, I really want that Mean Girls steelbook for myself. Yeah. And then I, I had mentioned that to Sarah while we were out yesterday and then we got home and and she was like oh, we haven't done like Christmas. Yeah. We we did Christmas with my family, but we didn't really have a chance to give each other presents. So she had a present for me when we got home and and uh I opened it and it was the Mean Girl steelbook. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She had already
1: gotten it. How perfect. <laughs> uh,
0: Um, and also, I had a dream about you last night. Oh, I just remembered. We were sitting in a movie theater watching, yeah. We were (laughs) sitting in a movie theater watching, uh, about to watch Maestro,
1: the new Bradley
0: Cooper movie. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it was like a packed house. And I was like, I don't know, for some reason, um, Oh, my God! I mean, I said her name in the dream, but now I already forgot uh the main actress that's in the movie.
1: Is it Carrie Mulligan?
0: Yeah, Carrie Mulligan. For some yeah. reason, I was like, did you know that's Carrie Mulligan? Like, I, <laughs> like as if you couldn't tell <laughs> and, uh, and it's like a packed house, everybody like the house lights are still up. people are sitting down. Yeah. and I like turn around to kind of look at how many people are in the theater. And then when I turn back, you're like halfway down our aisle, like in a brawl with somebody, like kicking them and like beating them up. Like I was like, what is happening? Sounds like something uh, i do. Uh-huh. But uh yeah, that was the whole dream. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh dear. Um right. Do you wanna um end by going through some of our letterbox stats?
0: yeah let's do it so if we go yeah. to our letterbox profiles yes um, I see a button that says stats for 2023 do I just click on that that's the one loading perfect alright 184 diary entries how many films did you watch this year uh,
1: 322 wow <laughs> I was also unemployed for a
0: large portion of
1: this year, so yeah, um, that might have something to do with it. <laughs> um, how many hours? Which is on the right-hand side of that, like top page.
0: Three hundred and fifty-one point eight. Nice. Five hundred and seventy-five
1: point nine. Some would say a waste of time. Not me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's see what else. What else is on here?
1: Um, so the bits that I like, I think we could go through are like the most watched stars um, and directors. And then that's pretty, I mean, our highest average, lowest average, most popular, most obscure.
0: I watched Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse four times. Wow. And
1: yeah, Evil my Dead most watched
0: three is a
1: um, a tie between quite a few films. But It's a Wonderful Life. Remember the Night with Barbara Stanwyck, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, Black (laughs) Narcissus, and Greed, the Eric von Stroheim film. And I watched all of those twice. Nice. Not a big one for watching films more than twice.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, let's see. You said... the
1: Most watched stars and then directors.
0: Okay. Where is it? Stars. All right, here we go. Harrison Ford, six films. Nice. Bill Hader, six films. Nice. Tilda Swinton, five films. Shio Wingham, five films. Michael Ciro, five films. Mark Hamill, four. Uh, the rest are four. Carrie Fisher, Kenny Baker, J.K. Simmons, and David mm. Prowse. Honestly, nice. I watched some Star Wars.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got Barbara Stanwyck, eight Jimmy Stewart, 8. Uh, Harrison Ford, 8. And then Tilda Swinton, Alec Baldwin on 7 because he did a lot of voices. He was mm. like my most watched like November time. And I was like, oh God, <laughs> gotta change that. Um, and then Sean Connery and Lois Maxwell who plays Money Moneypenny um, with 6. Nice. Yeah. And then directors. I'm assuming Bend we're this- probably going to have the the same director Probably. at the top of our tree. This
0: director yeah. list is like iconic. Yes, I know. <laughs> like literally, yeah. Um, I'm guessing both of our number ones are Stanley Kubrick. It sure is. Yeah, the Coobs. Sixteen films. Same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it jumps down to four films for me for <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Spielberg's my second. Yeah, as well. Yeah, nice. it was seven. Yeah. Seven, wow, I know, yeah, good old Spielberg, uh, James Cameron, yeah, four films, Edgar Wright,
1: nice. William
0: Fredkin, yeah, uh, Joanna Hogg, Damien Chazelle, Alfred Hitchcock, Richard Linklater, Robert Altman. Nice, there's a film class right there, yeah, I've
1: got uh, David Lean and John Ford, both with five, um, and then Hitchcock. Fritz Lang, Wes Craven, and George Stevens, all with four. And then Terence Young, who directed the early Bond films, and Michael Powell with three. Wow. So again, I mean, yes. All of those you should watch their films. And then that and then the last thing is down towards the bottom there's the highs and lows. Um and then we'll wrap this up.
0: Okay. Uh <laughs> These are funny. Uh, (laughs) Highest average The Godfather.
1: Nice. Mine is Ikaru, the uh, um, Kurosawa film. Oh, yeah. About the guy that's dying.
0: Lowest average Jane Silent Bob super groovy cartoon movie.
1: Mm. I know you said that it wasn't great when you watched it.
0: Yeah. Mine Mine is. It's a fun watch, but, you know, it. Yeah. Parts Doesn't of it are just the, like, that wasn't that funny. No, Heights of Clerks 3. Do what? Doesn't reach the
1: Heights of Clerks 3. Right. <laughs> um, my lowest average is Meg 2, The Trench. Nice. Or Meg Pooh The Stench. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> critic uh, analysis of that one. Um, most popular? uh, Barbie. Yeah, Barbie.
0: And then most obscure? The Wizard of Loneliness. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a very, a very obscure. Yeah, but uh, it was really good. Yeah, and there's some people you would recognize in it too if you give it a watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's the reason I watched it was because of Nathan Fielder, <laughs> and and the guy that calls him the Wizard of Loneliness mm-hmm. on on his show. Think you're like the wizard of loneliness and it's like what it, even what kind of mean? insult is that and then like flipping around on amazon prime this movie called the wizard of loneliness and i was like oh my god there it is that's why let's watch this yeah
1: <laughs> my most obscure film um was a film called time out of mind which is the most forgettable title ever i gave it one star it was in, in included in a box set of like noir films that i watched all of and it absolutely stinks. It's so boring. It's yeah. so terrible. There's nobody in it that apart from maybe Ella Rains that I've ever heard of before. Um only 138 people have watched it according to Letterboxd. Keep it like that. It's crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh dear. Um yeah, so that is our Letterboxd stats. Um I'm sure if you go to our, If you want to follow us um, and go to our letterbox pages, you can probably see these stats for yourself and at a good old route through and see what else we've been um, looking at. Mine is at Walker Lewis 3007 and Brandon is at Salmon Scope to see what I've been watching there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that is bringing us to the end of the show, Brandon. Um, yes. Shall we talk about what is going to be happening from next week on
0: yes so we are going to take a short break and um regroup yes and kind of figure out what new direction we want to take film church radio um it seems like our most popular episodes are when we do series so Mm -hmm. like our sergio leone series where we went through his entire filmography and then we did Stanley Kubrick this year. Um, And also those have been like the most uh, beneficial for us in terms of like learning and growing as, um, you know, lovers of film. And uh, so I think we want to do more of that kind of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. We we got to decide who we're going to tackle next. Um, Yeah and and so we'll probably what we'll end up doing is doing like seasons from now on we'll do like you know a couple of seasons a year maybe we'll kind of see yeah uh, come back you know we still got to kind of work all this out but yeah
1: i think that that's where the enjoyment for me lies is those big you know things that we can kind of chip away at bit 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 and really get into someone's filmography whether it be a director or maybe in the future like an actor a period whatever um but i think that's where we're at our best, yeah. Honestly, you know, and it's just it's just keeping it a bit more uniform because at the moment we're just flying around from film to film to genre to genre, you know. Um, where this keeps us a bit more grounded and kind of on the same page, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'm not sure when we'll be back. It won't be, I don't think it'll be too long. I don't think it's going to be no. middle of the year, you know. Um, we have got some plans for may at the latest i'd say i'd hope that we try and get something in before may yeah um but yeah we just need to kind of communicate and think what that's going to be and and then it gives us more time to kind of prepare and you know record them and make sure that they're all as good as can be you know yeah so
0: yes do should we let people know what we're planning on doing in may yeah let's do it may is going to be matrix <laughs> there's five sundays in may yeah and or no there's four sundays i think but there's mm-hmm. also four Matrix yeah. films so
1: yeah um yeah i mean i've never seen any of the matrix films so yeah we are going to spend the whole month of may talking about the matrix <laughs> uh
0: yeah i'm definitely looking forward to that and uh it's gonna be weird not putting out episodes every week, but you know, I think it'll like you said, it'll give us more time to to kind of yeah make the se- the seasons really good. Agree. And do a little more research because we did do a lot more research on our Sergio Leone and Kubrick. Yeah. We were both reading books and like, you know, just feeling the love of it. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, so that's that's what we're doing. Awesome. Um, awesome, you awesome, can, awesome. of course, also in the meantime, hit us up on social media and check out our website, filmchurchradio.com. Yep. Buy some merch if you want.
1: Mm.
0: There's a store. Yeah. So,
1: My final question for you, which we didn't touch on, which we normally do, is favorite episode of the show from this year.
0: Favorite episode of the show that we recorded? Mm-hmm. I think it was, it's a toss-up. Yeah. Between The Shining that we did with Andy yeah. and uh, the end of the tour that we did with Mitch. Yes. Both were yeah. really great conversations.
1: I agree. Yeah. Um, mine was a toss-up between um, Eyes Wide Shot with Zach, mm. where we just kind of just met, ended up talking for like two hours about the whole yeah. of Kubrick's filmography and like the end of it. Yeah. Um, and The Shining with Andy. I think that was one of my favorites. Yeah just yeah. you know it was it was great and you can tell when you look at like when we go back and look at those episodes like the fact that they are on average about nearly 2 hours long most of those kubrick episodes like we loved it so yeah 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 more more like that is going to be coming soon but yeah definitely um yeah go and listen to the shining episode if you haven't already it's it's really it's really good yes um but yeah, with that, I think that brings us to the end of the show. As Brandon mentioned, um, you can go and listen to all these episodes streaming. We've got merch, um, which is linked below. And yeah, just go and follow us on our socials and be notified when we do put out our next episode. Um, we'll probably be trying to tweet more as well and like let people know what's coming yeah. soon to you know get you so that you're not just out the loop and oh a new episode dropped we'll try and let you know as soon as possible as soon as we know um but yeah i mean with that all that's left to say is see you in 2024 (laughs) amen amen